This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Hello. Hey, Hammond. Dottie is rambunctious. Yeah, she's vanquishing a bone. I just gave her to shut her up. So nice. joke's on me, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you want to get started with so many of these stories that we wanted to talk yeah, about? Yeah, it's a uh, busy week. Yeah. Let's go. Uh and all the big stories seem to be out of the news because of impeachment. So all of our wheelhouse is like, oh, this hasn't been discussed to death, but I want to discuss it because <laughs> n- I don't get to do this anywhere else. Okay, let's start with Chick-fil-A, which happened yep. after we taped last time. So we have not had a chance yep. to talk about this. Well, it was one of those things that I saw and I bookmarked it immediately because I knew I was going to want to talk talk about it here. Um, and then like... Every 12 hours, the story changed. So yeah. I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till the recording to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so let me give you people, uh, I know most of you probably know the gist of the story, but just right. so you have some background, because I've seen even atheist or liberal websites give portions of this story that are wrong. Right. So the background here is Chick-fil-A sells their chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. From what I hear, everyone likes them. Nah. Eh. There's um, one on my college campus. Wasn't a fan. All right. They have waffle fries that people like, too. No, they don't. All right. I so, mean, no, people don't like them. They're bland and soggy. So, uh, that makes one of you who is says <laughs> that. So they have like 2,400 locations. When it was founded in the 60s, the family that founded it said, we want to run it based on our Southern Baptist values, mm-hmm. which in practice means a couple of things. One is they're closed on Sundays because mm-hmm. that's the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I Whatever. Um, it really doesn't matter. Right. And for anyone who says, I've heard people complain, like, because sometimes they say, we want our Chick-fil-A in an airport. Yeah. But in the airport, people are like, you can't do that. People fly on Sundays. Mm-hmm. They need a place to eat. Yeah. And the response, and that's a dumb thing to say, because there are other places they can eat. It's not like Chick-fil-A is the only restaurant in the airport. Right. And as the airport, you're saying the airport's going to lose money, maybe, because, you know, here's a restaurant that's closed. Chick-fil-A makes more in six days than most other restaurants make in seven. Yeah. So for the airport, they want Chick-fil-A's in there, too. That has nothing to do with the politics of it and all. Economically, it's fine. I would also argue that that kind of falls into concern trolling, which is like, no, I'm just worried about you, airport. Right. I, <laughs> I want to make sure you don't lose money. Like, right. well, they know what they're doing. They, yeah. They've heard of, like... Graphs and shit. They know <laughs> right. So the six days, like the closed on Sundays thing, yeah. no one cares. It's fine. That's what they do. From what I've heard, they're fine in terms of treating their employees well. Right. They don't discriminate in right. hiring. No one's ever accused them of that, at least fairly. Uh, the company doesn't discriminate against gay customers mm-hmm. like some Christian bakers do or anything like that. So, okay, the company itself is fine. The problem is that in 2012, the CEO, who is the son of the founder, Dan mm-hmm. Cathy, basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, that they he opposed same-sex marriage. And he even said the phrase, like, "I'm yep, guilty as charged. Like, I don't like the gays. Right. And the question is, okay, that's you, but mm-hmm. what about the company? Right. And it turns out the company has a nonprofit wing. Like, they have a charitable arm that gives money to various groups. And among those groups are, like, Christian hate groups, like Family Research Council, which is Tony Perkins' group. They had various religious organizations that actively fought to oppose marriage equality. So the truth is, if you bought a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A, you could credibly argue that a small portion of that money was directly hurting the gay marriage cause. And this is what people flipped out about back in, like, 2012, And a couple of years, actually that same year, Chick-fil-A said, you know what? We are changing our policy. We are no longer supporting Christian hate groups. They didn't use that phrase. They said, we're we're not going to give to any of those groups anymore. Stop hating us. Go back to eating more chicken, whatever it is people do there. But we found out a couple years later, wait a minute, that's not what they did. Because I think in 2017, Think Progress, that website, saw their numbers, their their tax work or whatever they is public information. Mm-hmm. And they said, wait, there's proof here that they're giving to groups like Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Right. Fellowship of Christian Athletes is not that their focus is not let's oppose marriage equality. It's mm-hmm. about like high school Christians and whoever's in sports and yeah. what have you. It, it's beyond that. But gay marriage is not what they do. Right. But you can't get hired there if you're in a gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Like 
their beliefs at their core are we oppose marriage equality. We think marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So you tell me, is that an anti-gay Christian group? Because this has been the subject of debate among journalists, some religion journalists, because the question is, was Chick-fil-A donating to an anti-gay group for the past couple of years Uh because they gave to Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Uh I would argue, well, yeah, it's an anti-gay group because this is at the core of their beliefs, even if it's not the thing they're out there publicizing. Yeah, I I think the the sort of difference in opinion comes down to, is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is their mission to overturn marriage equality? No, it's not. No, but is there any kind of clause that says you can or cannot be gay if you're part of our group? Yes. Yeah. So, like, a, a Christian, in my opinion, a Christian hate group or an anti-gay group is not necessarily one that their mission is to, like, burn gays. Yeah, and it to be is, fair, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has that, which has been criticized because right. they get it wrong sometimes, but that has the hate group list. Right. They don't, they don't say you're a hate group if you oppose marriage equality. Mm-hmm. So, Fellowship of Christian Athletes is not on that list. Random evangelical churches are not on that list. Groups that spread lies about gay people are. So the groups that are like, yeah, you can, you choose to be gay and like gay people are perverts. They uh, are pedophiles, things like that. Those are hate groups. A church pastor who says marriage equality is wrong, it's not a hate group by any definition that they're using. So FCA, not a hate group. They're anti-gay. There you go. Okay, so here's the other thing. Chick-fil-A also gave to the Salvation Army, which has a very similar reputation. Obviously, they are there to help people. But the question is, do they, at some part of their core, oppose marriage equality? And Salvation Army has been very, very clear trying to dismiss any notion of that, saying, look, we know we've heard stories about, I went to a shelter that's run by the Salvation Mm -hmm. Army, and they said no to a trans woman Mm -hmm. going to a shelter or something like that. Salvation Army has always said, look... We, they dispute the story or they say, look, that was one, basically one asshole doing that. That's not company policy. Sure. So, like, don't blame us for what one bad egg did. Right. We'll take care of that. They have been very overt about saying, we don't discriminate. Yes, we have a Christian founding. You can't find anything on their website. I've looked. You can't find anything on their website now that says anything about marriage oh, or LGBTQ people. In the past, they had something about it. You can't find anything now. Huh. So I'll, I'll let that one go. Chick-fil-A was still giving to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Anyway, yeah. this week, here's why this is in the news now. Chick-fil-A said, you know what? We have a problem because people still think we're anti-gay. Uh-huh. This is what I imagine is going on behind the scenes. Right. I don't know. Someone tell me I'm wrong. We have a problem that everyone thinks we're anti-gay. And that's one thing. That's a bad PR crisis for us mm-hmm. because that's bad for business, especially now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also there's this, there are these other chains like Popeye's that are coming out with their own chicken sandwiches that everyone is raving about. Right. So now we have direct competition. We're going to corner the chicken sandwich market. I know. And, there, and no one's saying Popeye's is anti-gay. So it's right. like if you want the non-homophobic chicken, go right. to Popeye. So they have competition now. They have to do something to fix this problem that they created. Mm-hmm. So what they said is, look, we donate to like 80-some groups, two of which are Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Salvation Army. Right. We're just going to change our whole giving model. <laughs> We're going to just give money to like three types of charities. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, let's do quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. We'll give to charities in the area of education, mm-hmm. homelessness, and hunger. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing like one of each charity and mm-hmm. giving them a little more money. And they're doing some other things too. But they're saying, hey, 80 groups that we used to give to, We're not going to give you anything anymore. We're going to do this new process. And this is good because education, homelessness, hunger, these are things everyone can get behind. Um, The groups they're giving to, I I don't even think there's any religious proselytizing, even if they're faith-based or anything. Uh Um, They're fine, as far as I could tell. So to be clear, the Christian-owned company said, we're going to give to things like homelessness and hunger. Uh Let's help the poor. Yeah, like Chris would do. (laughs) What did, was the Christian right's reaction? Why do you Boo, hate Christians? We hate you, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, so all these Christian groups are like, you're not giving to the... They're basically confirming what critics say. Like, you're not right. giving to Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Why? Did you cave into LGBTQ activists? Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, they're giving to hunger. That right. doesn't mean they caved. To, and, like, 
Do you realize that what you're admitting here is not the best case? Did you see the sign during the impeachment hearing today that's like Adam Schiff? It's been zero days since Adam Schiff followed the rules of impeachment. And the people online are like, that means yesterday he did follow the rules of impeachment. Your sign is stupid. And Republicans are too dumb to understand what they just did. They really are. These Christians who are complaining about what Chick-fil-A did, they're like, you're not giving a fellowship of Christian athletes. Why did you cave to, like, pro-gay people? Well, then that saying fellowship of Christian athletes is anti-gay. Like, that's what you're admitting. Anyway, they're giving to good charities. You should, I mean, this should be a win-win for Chick-fil-A. It should be a win-win for evangelical Christians. And basically, what has happened this week? Christians gave us a reason to say no to both groups. Yeah. And by the way, Chick-fil-A has now backed off a little bit. They asked, like, so are you ever going to give to, like, these anti-gay Christian groups, whatever? And Chick-fil-A's stock response was like, we're not saying no to anybody. <laughs> like, right now we're just doing this, but the door's open. Yeah. Which is a weird way to say, like, yeah, principles. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like the thing with the last five or six years is just, Everything has gotten so much harder because I feel like before I shop anywhere, before I buy anything, I'm like, all right, I have to check to make sure my money isn't going to like some shitty cause. And it's, right. I'm so tired. <laughs> and there's a lot of shitty groups sometimes. and causes and owners. There's so many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. And also, I Chick-fil-A. personally don't really ever see myself eating at Chick-fil-A, so I'm not 100% right. sure their little marketing play worked. Yeah, like they haven't gotten... All the press they've gotten has not been, wow, look at this company giving to these good, useful charities. Everyone should copy with their... No, it's just been Christians are mad. Everyone else is mad because you left the door open. Right. All the Christians are mad because you're not anti-gay, or at least conservative Christians. Well, I'm mad because it's taken how many years for us to get to this point. Yeah, and this is the other thing. Like, stop giving them praise for doing this now. They're doing it... Because they're losing money, I assume. Capitalism, maybe. Yeah, they're not doing this because it's the right thing to do. They're doing it because Popeye's is apparently very popular. Yeah. And getting this chicken sandwich market. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all mess. So Ugh. that's the... F- I love every time conservative Christians just shoot themselves in the foot. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about... Um, so you know how American... Conservatives are the worst? Yes. Also, British conservatives are not great, turns out. <laughs> yes. Okay, have you... I, so the only <laughs> the only reality television you watch is Survivor. This is true. Um, have you heard of a, um, a game, or a uh, show called Strictly Come Dancing? I assume that's like Dancing with the Stars. I also assume that. I'm not a thousand percent sure. I ran out of time to do any research. Um... But it, yeah, it's a dance. It's a ballroom dance competition that airs on the BB, BBC. Um, it's very popular. It's yeah, very much a la Dancing with the Stars in terms of of um, popularity. So on November third, excuse me, on third November, <laughs> you're very good. It. Yes, um, they. So if my understanding is correct, there is like the competition part, and then there is just like exhibition dancing which is like dancing for fun oh right just to be good at dancing there are people that do that yeah Hmm. you know i was a dance minor right it's the whitest shit i've ever heard listen okay yeah yes god i would never have been allowed um but i took a clogging class so that's stop it (laughs) it's not even a thing no it's true it's a very fun appalachian dance form don't look at me like that. I don't need. I don't need your judgment. I've had a rough one. Um, so this. Uh, so people who enjoy dance and happiness and things like that tune in to watch. You know, beautiful art being made. Right. Heavens in his like computer hunched over. Like, I hate everything. Beauty that sounds is awful. Right. I hate art. Stop looking through my window. <laughs> I wish the world was in black and white. <laughs> Um, but anyway, there was a um, a dance between uh, Johannes Rad- Radibe and Gr- Ooh, I should have taken right out these names before I started recording. Gra- uh, <laughs> British names are very difficult. No, they're not British. They're one is definitely Spanish <laughs> or Italian. Um, so anyway, two men, Johannes and Graziano, danced together. Got Johannes? Who knows? 
um, during a performance by the singer Emily Sunday. God, these names are shooting me. Why don't I do research? I have research? no idea what the story is about anymore. Okay, two dancers. Yes. Both men. Got it. Dance ballroom together. Uh-huh. Normally ballroom is a male-female pairing. Okay. Um, but this was two men. Yes. And it was very sweet. I watched it. They're very talented and also extremely attractive. Uh-huh. Um, so they were super stoked to do this. So um, Radibe, who is uh, who is gay, told Hello Magazine that the routine made him feel that, quote, for the first time in my life, I feel accepted for who I am. And that being able to perform with DePrima, who is in a heterosexual re- relationship, quote, says so much about the people in this country. Um so he also said, love knows no boundaries. It sounded very sweet. Um, so it aired. Strictly Come Dancing received 189 complaints following the, quote, offensive broadcast of its same-sex, its, its first ever same-sex couple routine. Uh-huh. And I just want to know, like, what are you guys doing in Britain that you have time to call in a game show and be like, boys dancing, I hate it. I didn't do a British accent. Good for me. <laughs> um, the BBC, in response, said that Strictly Come Dancing is an inclusive show and proud to be able to facilitate the dance between the two men during the professionals' dance. So, yeah, it's, I think it's like the competition with dancers and non-dancers, and they Got do, it. like, good dancing. Um, they are dancers, first and foremost, and their sex Who has are the no people complaining? The Who's complaining? Well, British people. Uh-huh. Listen, old whites are terrible no matter where they are in the world, and a charming accent does not make them less terrible. Yes. Um, speaking of old whites, their Liberty <laughs> Council, the uh, Christian right group, has put out their list of who's naughty and who's nice when it comes to companies where you might want to shop for Christmas. Who is this? Uh, Liberty Council, Christian okay, hate so group. I was going to say Liberty is a, a red flag for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so they have they do this every year. They've done it for seven or eight years now. Yeah. And here's the thing. They have to have some groups that are naughty and some groups that are nice for this list to work. Right. Because most companies don't give a shit about like, oh, Christmas stuff will make us money. Let's sell it. So is it based on... Their issue is, do you love Christmas enough? Do you say happy holidays? Do you say Merry Christmas? This is basically the only check mark on their list. This is the only item. So, for example, on the nice list... (laughs) Uh, we have Bath and Body Works, and here's what they say on their document. Their, the website is decorated for Christmas, and shoppers are encouraged to find out, quote, what Christmas smells like. The company, this company, is clearly not afraid to say the word. Oh, good. So year old the- Jessica is thrilled. I'm yeah. going to get some Juniper Breeze lotion <laughs> and some body splash. But here's the thing. Bath and Body Works is an anomaly in terms of big stores you might have heard of, because most stores are like, oh, right, Jews exist, and Muslims right. exist, and people who don't celebrate Christmas exist. So yeah, we'll sell Christmas stuff, but also the other stuff. So they say, happy holidays, or they say, yeah, we have Christmas stuff, but also, hey, if you need a menorah, here you go. Right. If you need whatever other people do, here yeah. you go. That's what they don't like. So who else do they put on the nice list? It's literally a bunch of random stores of which there is only one in existence. <laughs> is it like the Mustard Seed in Andersonville, Chicago? Yeah, like here's like one. Bronner's Christmas Wonderland. <laughs> it is not That's Christmas. on their list. How's it spelled? It's, it's Christmas with all the letters in Christ capitalized. Hoofed That's doofed. in their name. And here's the thing. I looked this up. There's only one of them. <laughs> it's just like a daddy store. And they're like, of course, Bronner's I'm Christmas sorry, did you say Wonderland. Did a daddy store? Uh, like mom and pop shop is what I meant. As a Christian company, wow. references to Jesus and the nativity are prominent. <laughs> Products are explicitly labeled Christmas. Whatever. It's one store. Who cares? Best Buy made their list. What Christmas stuff does Best Buy sell? Christmas TVs. Like nothing. <laughs> here's, here's their ju- uh, justification for including Best Buy, which has no Christmas skin in the game. Christmas universal remotes. Close. While Best Buy is not a department store and thus does not carry traditional Christmas decorations, they do have quite a selection of Christmas movies, and they also sell Christmas sheet music. That's that's it. That's their justification for Best Buy. Yeah, I guess they do. But here's like there are no nice fucking Target sells Christmas movies. I think Target's on their shit list. I have to go look that up. 
But like that's who's on their nice list. It's a whole bunch of like random groups that only cater to Christians and like random stores that like a friend of a friend told them about (laughs) in their hometown. (laughs) Who's on their naughty list? Here's where it gets fun. Barnes and Noble. Okay. Why? I bet they... I can tell you right goddamn now I bought a Christmas book from them last year. Uh, Although this store sells Christian products, Uh this bookstore has lost focus on the reason for the season because they sell Jew books, too. Wait, is that really it or is it, does it all come down to This like, well-known bookstore places little acknowledgement on the Christmas season, but rather the holiday season. That's their reason. That's why Barnes & Noble is on the shit list. is their life? Dick's Sporting Goods is on the naughty list because it what? uses it uses generic Christmas colors and design, yet lacks any reference to the reason for the season. Dick's Sporting Goods, which is where everyone goes for Christmas shit. Okay, I'm really, 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 really confused. So they Right Aid Pharmacy is on the <laughs> shit list. Why? Because the company uses <laughs> phrases as holiday shop or the destination for all your holiday needs or shop Rite Aid for the best holiday offers. They don't say Christmas. Fuck you, Rite Aid. Can we talk about the irony of this? Is that... <laughs> Christmas is so big that it like sucked up all these other religious holidays that otherwise aren't a big deal. Like Hanukkah isn't that big a deal, but the magnetic pull that is Christmas <laughs> means that any winter holiday needs to be like the big holiday. So they won Christmas won by like being a black hole of holiday cheer, and now they're mad because their brand is diluted. Yeah, they call this the naughty or nice list. It could very easily be renamed like however way you want to phrase this, but it's a list between companies that cater to Christians and companies that acknowledge the existence of Jews. That's all this is. That Bath and Body Works doesn't cater to Christians. I just you're right. They just use the word Christmas. Yeah, because they sell like cinnamon. But here's the thing: if they said, "Oh, well, you have Christmas stuff and other stuff," then everyone would be on their naughty list except for the mom and pop shops. Yeah, well, they're not going to sell dreidel scented candles. Like they're sort of back up against a wall. I hear you. I'm not (laughs) justifying the list. It's a stupid list. It gets stupider every year. You know what's not on the list at all? What Amazon. Which you would think, like, where are people going to buy anything from? Well, in theory, it would make their shit list because, yeah, they sell Christmas stuff that is hardcore Christian, but they they sell everything. Right. So it's like, where do you put it? And the one place that, like, everyone's going to buy stuff from, they're like, "Uh, we have no opinion on it because... They're fine, I guess. They Well... They cater to us, but they also acknowledge other people, which goes against our beliefs. Some people might call that entitlement. And not me. I want to be clear. I would never call it such a thing. Yeah. So, but Bronner's Christmas Wonderland made it. Christmas By the way. else that I would have heard of on their good list? Uh, there's, there's other stores, but it's all the same justification. Either you say Christmas everywhere uh-huh. or you say holiday and then they hate you. By the way, their website for the shit list actually says, um, I'm going to, I have to read this, uh, directly. When you go to Liberty Council, you can help us save Christmas mm-hmm. by shopping at the nice stores, I guess. I'm actually going to backtrack or giving the money. on my, uh, Jewish... Uh, Bath and Body Works thing because I would buy a latke scented candle. <laughs> I would enjoy that very much. I apologize. I was wrong. I've reconsidered. Very good. <laughs> oh Let's let's talk about. There's a big lawsuit that was filed this week by the ACLU and the ACLU of Tennessee. And I'm reading. I was reading this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! It's insane. So it's two atheist families saying we have. Kids, five kids between them, uh-huh. the two families, who attend the Smith County school system in Nashville, okay. public school district. And basically what the lawsuit says is it's not just one example of religious proselytizing from the district, like from staffers and administrators. It is page after page after page of different things they do in this district to promote Christianity. And just to give you some examples. This is public schools? Public schools. On Monday mornings, there's a middle school that holds mandatory assemblies in the gym. Fine. Uh At these, this is, I'm quoting, at these assemblies, the principal solicits prayer requests from students and staff. After demanding that students and staff provide subjects for prayer requests, she sometimes adds her own prayer request. Sure. 
She asks everyone to bow their heads silently or something. <laughs> like, yeah, they there are prayers at assemblies and football games over the public address system and at pep rallies and at graduations. Gideon's International, the Bible people, came into the school and literally went to classrooms and said, "Who wants a Bible? You want a Bible? Here, we'll give you a Bible." Cool. There are reli- there are Bible those are really hard to find. Otherwise, so hard. Bible verses, like signs with Bible verses are on the walls. Some of them have teachers' names on them. Like, this is my favorite Bible verse. Teachers, one teacher who's a library instructor, like teaching kids how to use library, has told students you wouldn't get in trouble if you had Jesus in your life. At one point, she, during regular class time, she screened a film. Guess which film? Left Behind. Passion of the Christ. Ooh, okay. Which is even even, appropriate for kids. Uh, one teacher urged a student to find Jesus or go to church because the homework wasn't turned in in time. Oof. Uh-huh. And by the way, here's what I found. Uh, okay, that's one thing. It's egregious. Like, any one of these would be a problem. There's page after page of this. And the other thing is that of the five kids, I believe, three of them are in the high school there. Okay. And all three of them, the the girls, all three of them, were willing to use their names, not in the lawsuit because they're minors, but for the ACLU's website, the huh. ACLU interviewed them separately as part of a PR campaign for sure. this lawsuit as well. But the girls used their real names in, in the sense of saying, yeah, we have a problem with this. We're willing to put ourselves out there wow, that's very because brave. we have a problem with this. They even asked like... Uh, the ACLU asks, are you worried about this lawsuit revealing to your peers and those in your community that you're atheists? And one of the girls, Lena Carr, says, I don't really hide it because it's not really something that I should hide. Yeah. Everybody can express their religion. Why shouldn't I be able to express the fact that I'm an atheist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ACLU asks, what are you hoping will happen as a result of this lawsuit? And one of the other girls, uh, her name is Harley Butler, says, I want to feel like I can go to school and not feel like I'm on." Uh, I'm not a part of what is happening. Another girl, I just wanted to fit in. Another one, I would like it if everyone else would respect my beliefs. So, I mean, this is, I cannot tell you how brave that these girls are because they're not hiding under the, like, I was going to say anonymity. Their initials are in the lawsuit. But they're putting their names out there, too. And that is, it's so hard to do, even if you're anonymous. Because people find out. So, they're filing this. There's no way this is going to be allowed. There's, like, you can't even try to justify what the school system is doing. The ACLU is saying, we want you to put a stop to this immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, the school needs to say, we're never doing any of this. We are going to send a memo out to the entire staff saying, this is what you're not allowed to do. There needs to be a penalty if they do it again. Mm-hmm. And they want money. Because that's the only way these people are going to stop. Sure. It's not money for the family, but like in addition to lawyers' fees, the ACLU said, "Hey, judge, you figure out what's an appropriate amount. Make them pay because this yeah. is too much. Yeah. This is too far." So good luck to them. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, that's wild. And on a similar matter, this is the other lawsuit one I wanted to talk about today. There is a lawsuit. Well, not a lawsuit. There was a story in Wisconsin, get this, the town is called Fitchburg, and they have what they call the Healthy Neighborhoods Initiative in the city. And basically what they say is, we want to improve certain parts of our city that we need to improve on. Mm -hmm. Opportunity, diversity, sustainability. So if you have a program that can help us do this, you can apply for grant money and taxpayer money. You can apply for it. We will give you a grant. Mm -hmm. And one of the groups that applied is Chapel Valley Church in that community. And what they said is we want to hold some community-type events, like, uh, I'm making this up, like a movie in the park that will bring people together, Mm -hmm. and that helps with diversity and stuff like that. We're bringing people together who might not otherwise come together. Now, legally, they are allowed to apply for it. They could get the money for it, even though they're a church, because they say they're doing something secular. Mm -hmm. So fine. But here's what the Freedom From Religion Foundation found. That church, the pastor of that church, uh, his name is Jeremiah Jenin. He was giving a sermon, like, right after they applied, but Mm -hmm. before this made news. Mm -hmm. He gave a sermon where he basically told this congregation, hey, yeah, we applied for this grant for $10,000. And I'm quoting here. Imagine if all of us were there and each one of us talked to three people and each one of us prayed and ministered to three people. 
right? We can we can convert some people. Mm-hmm. He also said for each of these events, we try to spread the word. Mm-hmm. He said what we are doing is both spiritual and practical. Oh, now, practical. Practical. Huh? Now, you could make an argument that they're saying, like, let's just be good, decent Christians, and they will know us by our deeds, something like that. That's... But the way he was saying it, it's pretty clear that they are painting targets on the backs of all these people who come to visit, whether they're doing it consciously or not. Right. They're saying, let's hold these events because when they come, we have this captive audience mm-hmm. that we can now share the love of Christ mm-hmm. with. And by the way, after FFRF said, hey, we know, like, they see this sermon. We have a copy of the sermon. Then they deleted it right really? away from their website. But this week, uh, Mayor Aaron Richardson basically wrote back to FFRF and said, I know we approved the grant to go to them, mm-hmm. but they haven't gotten any of the FFRF said, if you gave them any money, don't do it again. Uh-huh. And if you haven't, don't. Uh-huh. And the mayor wrote back and said the city hasn't issued any money mm-hmm. uh, for, their, uh, for their events. Mm-hmm. We have no plans to. And that's it. Basically saying, look, I know you may have heard they were approved, but we're not giving them any money. That's good. That is good. And that you have to wonder what would have happened had FFRF not written to them. Right. But basically, the $10,000 of taxpayer money can now go to a group that actually wants to help people instead of convert them. And mm-hmm. those are not the same thing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good for them, I guess. Oh, these people. Um, speaking of these people. Yes. <laughs> did you hear that there was another straight pride parade? Oh, really? Uh-huh. In Dallas. And guess how many people attended? Dozens. Two. Two. <laughs> There's two people. <clears throat> Both from Boston. Um, <laughs> they went all the way to Dallas for a straight yeah, pride parade, and they were the only ones. It's the same members of the group who did the Boston straight pride parade. <laughs> it's like super happy fun club. Or do they have like, like a Facebook invite where they're like, "Come on down, we're gonna be there," and literally no one shows up. Unclear, but what I think is interesting is Teresa Stevens Richenberger, uh, who's from Liberty City, Texas, who's a local organizer with Protecting Our Next Generation, which is an anti-gay group. Yeah. She didn't even go. Because <laughs> um, who wants to go to a crappy party when you know it's going to be bad? Right. Um, about 20 protesters showed up. Um, <laughs> there's a picture of the... And it's like two middle-aged white guys holding a big quotes here, straight flag, which is awful because no good designers are straight. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, one of the participants said that he was kicked out of his home as a teen and was fired from his job because he was straight. Yes. And you know me. I am the straights have very, it very much bad. into uh, believing the victim. <laughs> yeah. But also, this boy's lying. <laughs> I guarantee you that oh, either man. that didn't happen or he like sexually assaulted somebody. And he's I, like, what a good part for me. I drink. always love the headlines for the straight pride parades or the anti-gay ones that are just like, tens of people show up for this event. So and embarrassing. in this one, it's a couple people, literally. Like more people than that showed up to our, like, podcast meetup that is true <laughs> that's, that's a, true that's a pretty low bar um apparently <laughs> the, the organizers complained about the fees that the city was charging and the permit that would have to be um that they would have to get it would have cost twelve thousand dollars mm-hmm. they were shocked to learn from jayla wilkerson who's a city attorney and a trans activist that a proposed trans march had to be canceled because they were also going to get charged that much money so it wasn't, like, targeted at them. Right. It never is. Um, oh, Super Happy Fun America is their group. Um, oh, also, oh, I'm sorry, so, so sorry, at the end. Um, the Boston visitors, presumably from the Super Happy Fun America that staged the Boston Straight Pride Parade this past summer, said that this wasn't the parade. They promised that one would be held in Dallas next year. So hold your oh, breath good. for the real parade. <laughs> um, anyway, it's God. just... I'm just kind of... Straight pride parade. It's so embarrassing. Your people. Okay, you're straight too, asshole. Yeah, but still, I disown these people. (laughs) I'm not going to get stuck (laughs) holding the bag of all the straight people's ills. This is bullshit. (laughs) So, Grand Valley State University in Michigan. They have their student government. And I was shocked by this. On Thursday... The student senate at this school voted 22 to 10 to get rid of the Pledge of Allegiance at their meetings. And 10 people decided not to vote. But even if they voted to keep the pledge, it would have been a majority no. Uh So good. They got rid of it. And the reasons they said they got rid of it 
This is uh, Student Senate spokesperson Ryan Fritz says it's not inclusive to international students, which is true because you're basically saying, hey, this is the only flag that matters now. It's not inclusive for non-religious or non-Christian students because we're not, you know, one nation under God. Um, And I would go beyond that. We don't really have liberty and justice for all. Um, It was written as some sort of anti-immigrant screed. And honestly, do you really want to pledge allegiance to the nation as it stands with the leadership that we have? I can understand if you don't feel comfortable pledging allegiance to it. So I, there are plenty of good reasons to just not say the pledge. And these people said, you know what, let's just not make it a thing we do at meetings. If you want to say it on your own, no one's stopping you. But of course the people who want the pledge, like it doesn't count unless you can say it loudly and everyone sees you doing it. It's like prayer. Everybody else has to do it too. Yeah. It's a prayer doesn't count if it's just you silently talking to God. God hates that. God can't hear you. Obviously he's not that powerful. (laughs) So prayers only count if there's an audience watching you do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they got Just rid like of the Jesus pledge. Like Jesus said, though. pray real loud, otherwise yes. I can't In hear the streets you. where everyone can hear. Uh, but then, then I think the next day, uh, the next day they decided, oh wait, I'm sorry, this may have been last Thursday, but a couple of days later they decided we were, they reversed course. Hmm. That's it. They just, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. A mistake, A eh? mistake. They, here's what they said on their Facebook page, Student Senate. After considering feedback brought to the body, students, and the university, we contemplated the many diverse perspectives of students and stakeholders, and through deliberative dialogue, we worked to find a solution that we believe will meet the needs of all students. And what's their their solution? It's, we're just going to say the pledge, screw you if you don't like it. <laughs> because I imagine the thing that happened is that donors are like, you better put the pledge back in. And that's it. And they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, all right. We will. (laughs) Like, conservatives got pissed off. Breitbart (sighs) got pissed off. And so now they're like, no, you must love our country. That's how we know you're patriotic, because you're forced to do something and say how much you... Because if you're forced to love somebody and say you love somebody, that's true love. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, (laughs) I like one commenter on Facebook said this in a comment. Um, I like this. Even though we debated the issue for weeks and came to a democratic decision, we were told that money matters more than democracy. (laughs) It doesn't matter that the loudest voices have never attended the student Senate meetings. Huh. So they did the right thing. And then almost immediately because some vocal jerks were like, no, you must say the thing I want you to say that has nothing to do with student government. If we powered white fragility. Yes. We could do anything we want. Like put it in a bottle. Those motherfuckers get shit done when they think they're being like unless ignored. they're holding a straight pride parade. That's a good point. Okay, I'm going to revise my thesis. Okay. <laughs> uh here's a quick quick update for you cuz we talked about Kanye West last week. We did. So he did go to Joel Osteen's church. He did. And among the many many things he said in the 20 minutes that Joel Osteen just gave him a microphone and basically said have at it. Let's talk about some of the things he said. I was hoping he would say something about like, "Hey Joel, open your damn church during a hurricane." Well, nope, didn't say that. You had high hopes. I did. He said uh <laughs> I would like for everybody to be completely silent in the audience so that I can let God flow through me, which is how God talks through Kanye. Um, This is my favorite. I want to get your take on this. Um, Kanye said uh, strip clubs are a form of sex trafficking. And here's why. Because, quote, if there's an advertisement for a strip club... That is advertising sex trafficking because at the end of the night when they close up, the manager says, how much traffic do we have? Unquote. (laughs) Oh, I'm not done yet. And then he said, alcohol is of the devil. Here's why. Cheers. Yeah. Does he not drink? Uh, I guess not anymore. He says, we all end up participating, like in the devil's playground, Mm -mm. whether it's the spirits that get advertised to us all the time. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is, well, they call it a spirit. Sure. So we get constant advertisement for spirits. Therefore, it's the devil's. (laughs) He's just doing 
Association. He really is. I, honestly, like, I feel bad for laughing because I think Kanye West is, like, deeply unwell. Yeah. And that it, those are not the thoughts of a... Of a, a, a Health, but you will be happy to person. know he's still very confident in himself. He says, yeah. all of that arrogance and confidence and cockiness that y'all used to you see me use before, God is now using for him. And also... Whoa, the, whoa, whoa, hold on. Yep. I'm not going to let you move on. Yes. God stole some of his cockiness? God is now using Kanye's cockiness to oh. advance his own agenda. I definitely thought... Like God wasn't cocky enough, so he like sapped up some of <laughs> yeah some of Kanye's cockiness, which I would actually read that book <laughs> if I'm being honest. The Bible needs a more arrogant God, <laughs> and also, of course, this is the one that got quoted everywhere. The greatest artist that God has ever created is now working for Him. Self reference, right there. Doofa. All right, he's like that's. Cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed the, And then there was this, which didn't get any headlines, which needed to. Um, he was talking about how Christ is, like, people don't listen to Jesus anymore. And he said, you know, they are attempting to take prayer out of schools. Yeah. When you remove the fear and love of God, you create the fear and love of everything else. Let me break that down, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Reinstate the fear and love of God and eliminate the fear and love of everything else. Kanye wants prayer back in school because he thinks people took it out. They didn't. He wants forced prayer then back in public school. And if I have this right, he wants everyone to like sing his songs in the classroom is how I interpret that. If you took those quotes... And told me that John Wayne Gacy said them. I'd yes. be like, yeah, that tracks with what I know about John Wayne Gacy. Kanye during a church service. Oof. Oof a doofa. And the audience loved oh, every second of it. Man, uh, they loved it. None of it's great. So None of it's good. Does, um, I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I would think like about Joel Osteen because he just kind of he asked some leading questions as he would as a moderator there and just kind of gave Kanye Listen. the floor. He just kind of stood. He's not going to challenge him. No. He just kind of sat there, smiled, nodded, which is what he does during a regular sermon, too. But. <laughs> well, you know, I'm no like Joel Osteen stan. But, like, mm-hmm. if I'm him, I'm doing the exact same thing. I am going to get one of the most famous people on the face of the fucking planet, mm-hmm. put him on a stage, and just be like, off you go. Like, do, <laughs> do whatever it is you do that made you a multi-billionaire. Right. Congrats. Thank you. Right. Hey, if your you, fans you want to give me money, bring it on. Or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. Man, people are scalping those free tickets for his nighttime concert Were at the they church. Really? Yeah, free tickets, but selling on like 500 bucks on StubHub and whatnot. That's actually less than I would think. Mm. Um, just a really quick aside um, podcast and friend of our podcast, owner Ross and Carrie, uh, with Ross Blatcher and Carrie Poppy. Um, last, their last fun drive, uh, fundraising drive that they did, one of their stretch goals was that they would fly a banner. Over um, a flat, or they they wanted to put up a billboard over like about flat Earth. So what they do in their um, in their podcast, which I would highly, if you like this, you'll like that podcast. Um, they essentially show up so you don't have to. So if anybody makes a claim on the supernatural or the paranormal or anything beyond what we understand, so it could be Reiki, it can be alternative medicine, it can be um, conspiracy theories, and they've done a lot of work with flat Earthers, yeah. which is. Genuinely, my maybe my favorite conspiracy theory, and also the thing that I realized because I'm so deep in this like weird life that we live. Yeah, I thought everybody knew flat Earth was like making a big resurgence, <laughs> and now I've, I've told so many people about it because I think it's fucking hysterical. And now I get texts all the time of like, I just saw a bumper sticker that said flat Earth. What the fuck? And I'm oh, like, Jesus. yeah, it's real. It's happening. So anyway, there's a flat Earth conference. Um, God, I think it was in Texas. I didn't write it down, but instead of putting there up, was. There was. Do mm-hmm. you know where it is? I think you're right. I think Dallas. Um, and instead of getting a billboard, they rented one of those like planes with the banners. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, research round earth. Love Ross and Carrie. <laughs> so that was flying over during like the hour and a half during their lunch break. Nice. So, and then there was another banner as well that was like a pro flat earth thing. So it's like two planes <laughs> with these weird like banners which I'm sure people who didn't know what was going on and like were you know miles away were like what the fuck 
fuck is going on up there? Research around Earth? No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> uh, okay, CNN had an article last week basically saying uh, all these people, they, they were very funny with their headline, that they, they feel oppressed, basically, around the globe. Is what the headlines are. Oh, it's the best. But they they were saying in the article, they quoted a couple of people who went to this conference in Texas or wherever it was in, saying like, yeah, we lost friends over this. To which I was like, "Mm, I mean, all right, you deserve it a little bit because you're crazy. Well, listen. (laughs) But I will tell you why I'm sympathetic a little bit. Okay. The stuff they said is like, People don't like that we feel confident about this thing that they're so sure of. They said things like, I've lost friends over this because people don't want to associate with me. Yeah. These are a lot of the same things I heard from other atheists when they became atheists, too. Like, I believe something that's unpopular. If I tell people, they will not want to associate with me. Um it's a very inclusive group. You feel like when you're around these other people who are flat earthers, you feel like you're in a safe space. And I'm like, I've been there. I, it wasn't that bad for me personally, but I've definitely heard from people who had it bad. But like, I was like, oh, I kind of feel sympathetic, except there's a difference because you guys are yeah. causing actual damage and you're like, there's no reason you're just gullible. You'll believe anything anyone says. So I don't feel that bad for you because oh, you deserve it. I'm not crazy about this. I hate feeling sympathy for flat earthers. I mean, I, I think the, the, what I have learned from listening to to Ono Ross and Carey a lot and their interviews with flat earthers is their their belief really seems to stem from a deep-seated paranoia that everybody's lying about everything. Yes, and the article even noted a, a lot of these people believe in every other in conspiracy everything. you can imagine. Um, so it it is, and I, I think they do, and, and this podcast, they do a good job of recognizing that, like, it's kind of a, not a sad life, but it sounds extremely stressful and damaging to be like, every authority figure around me is lying. NASA is part of a conspiracy NASA's theory. NASA is part of a conspiracy theory, and, like, I don't, I, there is some, some sympathy there. And you're right. Like, I'm sure it's a very lonely place to be, but also, I don't know. It's pretty bonker. Like, it's a pretty outlandish thing to, like, if you're going to believe in a conspiracy theory, Flat Earth seems like one of the more outrageous ones because, like, what, what I always think about when I think of conspiracy theories is, like, to what end? If somebody's lying to me about something, to what end? Like, so why you, is NASA lying to us? Right. About so, all if this? you're like a 9/11 truther, you probably which they have, are. Oh, they all are. If you're a 9/11 truther, you think that uh, Bush wanted to get into Iraq to to start a war, and so he orchestrated this thing. And like, you can at least, while I don't believe it, you can at least see the walk that they take from yeah. A to B. But this is like every pilot, every NASA engineer. Every cruise line, every like, everybody is covering the secret up for like to what end? Right. Why are they all trying so hard to shelter us from the truth of the flat earth? There's no reason. It's it. it, That's what is I think more scary to me when you can't see the um, the motivation behind something more outlandish like that. I think when we talk about like Christians who think everybody's against them, like they are. In in a unique time in history that they're actually losing power when they've had it for generations and generations. And so it makes sense that they're lashing Well, they were. <laughs> right, right. But, like, they're on the decline for the first time basically ever in living, you know, in living memory or in historical record. So that must be very scary. So it makes sense that they're lashing out and thinking that people are coming to get them because the, the loss of, of privilege feels like oppression. This one, though, is, like... People are just lying to me because lizard people? Yes. It's just a lot for me to... Their videos are... I watch enough of them because I, I keep tabs on everybody. Yeah. They just came out with a rap battle. Fucking Men in Black over here yeah. just showing up at weird No, events. they just came out with a... Uh, a, a rap, I'm sorry, did you say rap battle? I said rap battle. I was working so hard on my Men in Black yeah. joke. No, the um, there's an actual channel called like Rap Battles of History... Uh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. imitated them, whatever the actual name is, but they did an imitation of it 
which I'm pretty sure was a copyright infringement of some kind, because they use the same beginning of the video title, oh, too. Oh, do they? Like, Rap Battles of History, Flat Earth, whatever. And it was so... Uh, it's bad. Of course it's bad. But I'm just, like, it's not funny. No. It's, oh, you tried. Oh, this is... And they were all spreading it, because through all their channels, they're like, this this will do it. This will convince everyone. Finally. Yeah. We got one. What I think is... There's uh, no cleverness you, to it. No. Did you see the video that circled Twitter maybe a week ago of like a 16-year-old white girl rapping about Trump? No. It's painfully oh, no. bad. But also, I think it's fucking hilarious that these like white nationalists will co-opt a traditionally black art form <laughs> for their own purposes because they because we're past irony. We're in the post-irony stage. Like at least do you remember the little girls when Trump was rallying and they did like a country like a, like they wore okay. red, white, and blue, and they were like, "We love Trump!" And like, okay, I'm doing some some. some You're doing some salutes, salutes, yes. And like, you know, yes, you know? finger guns. Yeah, <laughs> like at least that was within their like own culture of like we're gonna use white people music and just do the best we can with it. <laughs> and it's like little girls were like, "We love Trump. We don't care who knows from the." Pacific Coast to the Poconos. Fucking nice. right off Look the at you. dome. Rap battle master. I had a panic attack in the middle of that because <laughs> I'm not good at rhyming. <laughs> um, but anyway, you should, I, I'll send it to you. It is, Please don't. It's literally just like a straight on shot of a girl in a MAGA hat with like a beat. It's, I don't remember, but in my head it's like wow. a Casio keyboard beat. <laughs> and she's like, they say Trump is a stupid man. I've seen Christian mothers do that on church stages. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. White people rapping is among the worst. And I've said this before, and I will say it for the rest of my life. I'm so grateful Hamilton wasn't popular when I was in high school. Because you know there would be like videos of an earnest 16-year-old dress trying, like, trying to rap guns and ships. And it would haunt me for the rest of my life. I would play it every episode. <laughs> now there's probably just lots of videos of me singing Rent. <laughs> I was, I've been there. Yeah. Rent that's is what awesome. Ha- Do we have a thing in common? That I've sat outside for front row tickets at least five times. Really? Yeah. Did you ever get one? Oh, yeah. Every time. Wait, what? Yeah. In New York? No. Oh, in Chicago. Uh, traveling shows, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I didn't Dude, know Dude, I did theater like all of high school and some of college. But I didn't know you Fan. That makes oh, me yeah. really happy. I know, I know. I um, when the rent thing was on the live, and now I thing, now I don't like the show. Really? Because now it just like pisses me off. I just want to be like, get a job, Mark and Roger. Okay. Get a real job. <laughs> I have a lot Stop of freeloading <laughs> on this. But here's the thing: the bad guy is the landlord who says, "Pay your rent." But Benny told them that they could have the space no, so they could no, make don't their art. No, justify it. Try to, listen, their art isn't it's good. It's not great because Benny is a black guy and it's two white guys freeloading off him. That's not a great visual. I grant also, you. Also, they're artists, but they're not that good. Mark's well, movies, the, the no, songs. Your Eyes is a very sweet song. Did I learn how to play in guitar? Yes. <laughs> was it bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, also, when I was in high school, I for our like talent show, my friends and I sang Seasons of oh, Love. Oh, my God. Obviously, we all wore like matching blue and black and like sat on stools. And oh, it was very, very beautiful. <laughs> I'm extremely talented and not embarrassed about it at all. That, that makes up for the rap videos we don't have. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this Ohio lawsuit. Or yeah. Not lawsuit, this Ohio bill that just got passed in the Ohio House. Yeah, okay, I'm very confused about it. And me, then I'll, I got you covered on okay. this. Because I opened up the actual bill and I was like, oh, 17 pages, absolutely Right. Not. There's only one line in the bill that everyone's talking about. Okay. So here's, in Ohio, the House, which is, this is a Republican state, Republican majority, everything. But the bill they passed is kind of this, like, religious Wait, freedom bill. Ohio's a Republican supermajority? I, be, uh, I believe so. I mean, if not a supermajority in number, they mm-hmm. have a Republican majority in the House and Senate okay. and the governor. Um, but the House passed this bill, and here's the part that people are talking about. It says it's about public schools and religious freedom. Mm-hmm. It says assignment grades and scores shall be calculated uh, using ordinary academic standards, blah, 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 and shall not penalize or reward a student based on the religious content of a student's work. In English, they're saying basically, if this bill passes, teachers cannot punish a student's grade, they cannot lower your grade 
based on a religious content of what you said. And here's how people are spinning it, because this is very vaguely worded. Republicans are saying, it's fine. If the question is, you know, like, how does evolution work? You have to answer the question. You can't say evolution is fake. God Mm -hmm. did it. No, the teacher can mark you down for that. Okay. That's what the Republicans are saying who passed this bill. Uh-huh. But the way it's written, it suggests that if a student says, I'm writing an essay that answers some question, but I basically don't answer the question and I go into a religious rant or something, um, you can theoretically not be penalized even though you didn't do the assignment because you did it because you were advocating your faith. Like, where's the line drawn? If the teacher says, write an essay about, I don't know, Jane Eyre, and somehow you write an essay about Jesus, and there's some loose connection. There's a Jin character, so... Yeah, I mean, there's some loose connection that you make. I make sure people know I've read Jane Eyre. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not really answering the question. Could a teacher fail you for it? And this bill kind of offers some leeway. But that's the thing is, what, like, I don't understand the scenario that this could happen because you could write an essay about Jane Eyre this, from a religious religious lens yes. easily. And this is the thing. If the bill is not giving an excuse to religious kids to get out of doing work, uh-huh. which is what the critics are saying, if the Republicans are like, no, that's not what this bill does. Even if we grant them that, then what's the point of this yeah. bill? There is none because, like you said, they could already do that. No, te- If you say, you know, uh, if the essay you had to write allows you to make some connection, like, oh, the story of this character is like the life of Jesus, and here's Which, the comparison. Which, like, every book. <laughs> yeah, and if you wanted to make that connection and it fell within the, the rubric of the assignment, mm-hmm. I mean, as a teacher, former teacher, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you sure, did what fine. you had to do. So no one was ever... This wasn't a problem that needed to be solved. Right. So what is the point of this? There is none. And by the way, similar bills to this have been either shot down or they just died Mm -hmm. before they got up to a vote. But in a Republican-majority state, this is one of those like Project Blitz sort of bills that they could theoretically pass. But to what end? Because the thing that people are worried about, the Republicans are saying, no, that's not what this is about, in which case then they really have no reason to pass it. Yeah, the only way I can see it being relevant is in a science context. And at that point, like... And the Republicans insist, no, if your science teacher says you got to tell us what evolution means, you do. Like, that's what their words. So what are you doing? So I'm still confused. You told me you're going to clear things up for me. The clarity, and I'm, I mean... if anything, more confused. Again, so. they're just saying, like, if... Though, if you give this the the meaning that Republicans intend, it suggests that right now teachers are punishing kids who talk about religion in their assignments. Like they brought up religion and teachers punished them for it. And this bill is a way to stop that from happening. But I have yet to find one example of a student getting punished for bringing in religion in an appropriate way. It's almost like Republicans don't care about passing effective laws that actually help people. Right. They're making up their own persecution myths and then creating Band-Aid solutions for it for something that never happened. And then when people are like, you don't need this bill, Mm -hmm. or also people could abuse this bill, they're like, what are you talking about? No, that's persecution. This bill is pointless. The the Ohio House passed it already. It's in the Senate's hands now. Mm -hmm. But again, there's no point to this. And the question is, is any is anyone in Ohio, any of these elected people, mm-hmm. um, Republicans anyway, going to actually admit there's nothing for the, there's nothing to this. We sure. don't need it. Sure, sure, sure. So far, no. Oh, that's anyway. very dumb. Um, but good news. Um, next door in Kansas. Next door, yes, Kansas, next, next door, door to Ohio. Ohio right. I'm sorry. I forgot everybody's not sitting in my kitchen right now. Um, so Kansas City on Thursday uh, became the second city in Missouri. Oh, no, it's in Missouri. Fuck me. Uh, listen, Kansas City, what are you doing to me? There's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri, and it's very confusing, and there's even a Planet Money episode about it. Thank I recommend you. it. It's very good. Am I good at podcasting? Sure. Um, Kansas City on Thursday became the second t- city in Missouri to ban... Um, uh, gay conversion torture, Good which is for them. a huge deal. A so basically what? If you're a psychiatrist or whatever and you say, yeah, we can stop you from being gay, they can fine you, they can punish you somehow? Um, 
yeah, it says it'll prohibit mental health professionals from using conversion therapy, also known as reparative therapy, a practice that endeavors to change a gay or transgender person's sexual orientation or gender identity. I don't, I didn't. I mean, I didn't presumably there's a punishment within the community that says, yeah, if you're a professional certified type of pr- person and you say you offer this, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get punished for it. Um, I think I could have this wrong, but statewide they weren't able to pass this sort of gay conversion ban, so yeah, they got to do it city, by, city, city. by city. Yeah, but good. That's that's a big city down. You know what I mean? Yeah, good for them. Yeah, They're going to get opposition for it. Who cares? But by I the way, remember that a bunch of Christians who ran these groups that said, "Yeah, we can convert you from mm-hmm. gay to straight." They've basically admitted, "Yeah, we can't actually do that." Well, I'm the and, founder. I'm gay. Right. I'm still gay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it passed unanimously, which is good. Yeah. That makes me happy. But yeah. I always appreciate the blue islands in those red states. Yeah. It, I I was just talking to my friend Leslie, <clears throat> who I talk about a lot, who lives in Louisville, Kentucky. And I, like, I'm always so torn because Louisville is a dope city. Like, mm-hmm. I really, really like it. Weather's better. And I'm like, oh, I, could, I could see myself living in Louisville. But, like... Do I want to live in Kentucky? Same with, like, Austin is a cool city. But, like, ugh, you're in Texas. Well, we need more people to do it. Well, no, we need more people <laughs> to live in, like, not Austin. We need people to live in, like, Richardson, Texas. That, too. Well, but like, if you live in Austin, city. if there's enough people there, those statewide elections would flip, too. Yeah, So you can move true. to Austin. You can move to a blue city in a red state, and that would make a big difference in the long run. yeah. Yeah, so do true. it. Lead the exodus. Okay. Um, Be our we have Moses. To keep doing this podcast. So. Screw the podcast. <laughs> you want this move to two Austin. extra votes in Texas? I want yes. <laughs> That's um, cool. So our uh, do you have any other stories? I got nothing. So our four hundred three hundredth episode hoof mm-hmm. is right around the corner. It's in three weeks, I think, two or three weeks. Um, and so to celebrate it, we are asking for um, your journeys for the last, what, six years, mm-hmm. where you've been, where you've come, and if we've had any influence on that. that would We'd be, love to hear it. We'll yeah. share those stories. We've gotten a few responses yeah, already. I'm sure Jess is compiling them because I send them all to you. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Excellent. Definitely for sure. So we'll sure. compile those. <laughs> we'll read some of them. It'll be nice. Yeah, that would be good. And um, because next week is Thanksgiving, we're not going to do an episode, but I oh, did yeah. an interview recently with Andrew Seidel, who's an attorney with the Freedom From Religion Foundation, who just mm-hmm. came out with a book about the myth that we live in a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun interview. I think you'll like it. We're going to air that next week, and then yeah. we'll be back in two weeks. Where can we find you? Um, I am at uh, on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. You can um, buy custom cross stitches or something that I've listed at my Etsy shop. It just gets stitched done. I'm taking orders for Christmas through December 2nd. So I would um, recommend people to to Do get it. up on that. Um, I still I, it's been slow so far, so I'm I'm hoping it picks up. Um, and if it remains slow, I'll I'll stretch that deadline. Um, also, two quick things. One, if you're in America, have a Thanksgiving next week. But also, don't go shopping on Thanksgiving, please. Like, how <laughs> fucking could you? Even like early Black Friday shit, whatever. It's fine if you do that. Don't go shopping on Thanksgiving. Let people stay at home with their families. So if we're telling stores that we're willing to go shopping on on Thanksgiving, that means we're going to keep staffing people on Thanksgiving. And I've been there before. I've had to work on Thanksgiving. I've had to work on Christmas. I've had to work on Christmas Eve. It fucking blows. Let people spend time with their family. Also, there's a movie out called Jojo Rabbit, and I cannot recommend it more what? highly. It is, and hear me out. So it's by the same director as who did Thor Ragnarok. Um, and it's Tiki, ugh, I never remember his Go name. Go on, it's, I'll find you. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, and hear me out because this is going to sound wild. And it might even be out of theaters in a lot of places too. Um, I think it's going to get some Oscar contention. Taika Watiti. Thank you. Um, who play? okay. So it's about a child who is growing up in the Hitler youth in 1940s Germany. And he has an invisible friend, Hitler. (laughs) And it's just sort of his misadventures. It is funny. It is sad. It is so... It's genuinely the best movie I've seen this year. Like, it is 
and I know the premise sounds wild and it absolutely is completely bonkers, but it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, Scarlett Johansson's in it. Um, what's his face from um, Moon is in it, and his name is. God, what's his name? What's the guy who he just won the Oscar for Three Billboards Outside Billings, Missouri? Uh, Why am I so bad at this? Why didn't I just pull it up? On I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, thank you. Um, but anyway, it was incredible. Mikey and I saw it mm, last week or two weeks ago. I cried. I laughed very loudly. It was... It was Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, thank you. He's incredible. Um, the talk, Stephen Merchant. I was, I was going to say the tall British guy, but I came up with Stephen Merchant. <laughs> He's in it. The kid who plays JoJo is... Fantastic. His friend is incredible. Like, it's fucking toe to tip. An amazing, amazing movie. 12 out of 10. Would recommend. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, anything? No. What are your plans for Thanksgiving? I have no idea yet. It's great. I'm staying home. That's the plan. Right? Do you want to come over here? I'm hosting. Done. My family won't let me go. <laughs> I was like, are we serious? I can't tell when he's joking or not. Probably visiting relatives, <laughs> but. All right, yeah. um, you're on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, Hammond Meta. Find me. Um, if you want to send us your uh, deconversion stories or how this podcast has had any kind of effect on you, friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, le- leave us um, a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah, we hey, should, that's a thing. Yeah, it helps Do people it. find us and it helps um, make people's shitty reviews about me and my voice <laughs> harder to find. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>